This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Praise God forevermore. All right. You know, when you look at the Bible, and you study the Bible, especially the New Testament, you reckon that a large chunk of the New Testament, some say 50%, some say more than 50%, was written by a man named Apostle Paul. Right? And... Um, when you read the writings of Apostle Paul, you, one, one thing would strike you. You would know that this man was certainly someone who had encounters with God. So the things he said were not things that were manufactured from his mental faculty. There were things he said that obviously and definitely he could only have known those things except they were revealed to him by God. And so this evening, I want to pick one of Paul's thoughts and have us exploit for a few moments. You know we're fasting in the month of August, and how many people have been fasting? Okay. Um, how many people have been fasting? Don't raise your hands up. Don't worry. So that in case you are sitting beside a neighbor that has not been fasting, you know, so that you won't lie in church, you know. <laughs> <laughs> right? And as we've been fasting, we've been praying 12 p.m., praying all of the days. And one of the things that pastor said, you know, about this fast is that you should ensure that it is not done religiously. You know, you can get into that mode where every morning you just wake up, you go through the day, you just wait till three or four or any time and you sleep. You know, you say, ah, it's okay, it's four o'clock or five o'clock or three o'clock, whenever you decide to break you know, and you eat, and then the next day comes again, and you do it. Praise God. You can start doing it very religiously. And it's dangerous to do that because this is a season that God has practically set apart to bring us as a church into some deeper and greater dimensions in Him. And this evening, I want to begin to share with us on some thoughts, like I said, that would help us to maximize this season and this period of fasting. So again, I go to the thoughts of Paul. You know, when you read the writings of Paul, you find that Paul categorized every single human being on the face of the earth um, in different ways. There are times that you're reading and Paul is talking about Jews, Gentiles, and the church. So he's practically saying that there are individuals who are Jews, those, those who are naturally born Israelites, and then everybody who is not a natural born Israelite is a, is a Gentile, right? And then he's also talking about the church, those who have accepted Jesus as their Lord, as their Lord and personal Savior. So that's one categorization. You also read in some places, and Paul just categorizes humanity into those who are the new creation and those who are the old creation, right? But when you read the writings of Paul, you also find Paul 
doing a very interesting categorization. So he looks at humanity and says, there is such a thing as the natural man. There is such a thing as the carnal man. And there is such a thing as the spiritual man. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. 1 Corinthians 2, verse 14. Paul was speaking to the church in Corinth, and he taught them a lot of things. And if you read the very first chapter of this book, 1 Corinthians, Paul made it very clear that this book was written to the church in Corinth. And number two, he also said, verse 7 of 1 Corinthians 1, 1, 1 7 rather, chapter 1, verse 7, he was explaining that that church came behind in no spiritual gift. So this church was a very gifted church. They had manifestations of the spirits amongst them whenever they gathered in this church. Then Paul began to tell them in 1 Corinthians 1 verse, chapter 2 rather, chapter 2 verse 14, that there is such a thing called the natural man. He says, but the natural man receiveth not the things of the spirit of God. So he begins to describe to them who the natural man is. He says, for they are foolishness unto him, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned, spiritually understood. Meaning that the natural man is an individual who does not have a relationship with God. Somebody who has not accepted Jesus as his or our Lord and personal savior. The natural man, he says, cannot receive the things of the Spirit of God. So the natural man is wondering, why are you people just, you know, you're shouting, you're speaking in tongues, all these noisemakers. You know, he's wondering. To the natural man, he's wondering, why do you carry God so highly? He said, you carry God on your head. What's the problem? Uh, Jesus, Jesus, why are you disturbing us? I mean, we're in a bus. I mean, we're going home. Just don't disturb us about Jesus. Let's be going home. You know, natural man. He says, for they are foolishness unto him. That's the way the natural man sees a lot of the things that we do. So you tell the natural man that, oh, I want to go study the scriptures, you know, because I need a word from the Lord. And he's looking at you. He says, eh, so God speaks to you. <laughs> he says, so you mean you can hear God like this? The natural man, they are foolishness unto him. Does he understand them? He says, Neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. That means the natural man lacks spiritual discernment. And when he's talking about spiritual hair, he's talking about something that has to do with God, right? He lacks it. So Paul tells us there is such a thing or such a set of people called the natural man. Anybody who has not accepted Jesus as their Lord and personal Savior fall in this category. John 3.16, very popular verse of the Bible. He says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That means anybody who does not believe in the Son of God does not have everlasting life. If you read the book of 1 John, he expansions on that. That means the natural man does not have everlasting life. No eternal life, nothing. Praise God. So that's the natural man, the first category. Second category, you go to the same first Corinthians chapter 3. So just the next chapter, Paul begins to describe to us who the second category or the second and the third category of men are. 
So he says, and I, brethren. Now, remember, Paul is speaking to individuals in the church in Corinth. If you read the first chapter of 1 Corinthians, you read it, you understand that he's saying this letter is to the Corinthians. These people are saved. These people are part of the church of God. And remember again, these people came behind in no spiritual gift. And Paul began to speak to them in chapter 3. He says, and I, brethren, so he calls them brethren, <laughs> could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal. Somebody say carnal. Even as unto babes in Christ. Explaining to us that you have the spiritual man and you have the carnal man. The carnal man is in Christ. The carnal man is not the man that is an individual who has not accepted Jesus as his Lord and personal Savior. The carnal man is somebody who is born again, spirit-filled, but the person is carnal. What is carnality? Well, let's allow the Bible explain what carnality means. Next verse. He says, I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for either though you were not able to bear it, neither ye yet now are ye able. Verse 3. He says, for ye are yet carnal. Remember, he referred to the carnal Christian or the carnal man as a babe in Christ. Somebody who is a child in Christ. Whereas there is among you envy, strife, divisions. Are ye not carnal and walk as men? That means they were not supposed to live like men. But he says, you guys are carnal. There is strife, division, envy. So these people are born again. But the attitude and the behaviors they are displaying and exuding is that of carnality. The word carnal there, it means fleshly. So if you have so, used some other versions of the Bible instead of the King James, it will use tell you that that word means fleshly. Some other version says body ruled. You know, some other version says sense ruled. People who are ruled by what they can hear, what they can see, what they can feel. You know, they feel angry, they express anger. They feel, they express, you see, he calls them, they are babes in Christ. You know, you want to understand how a carnal man behaves, look at a natural baby. You know, a natural baby is in the house when you give birth to a baby. I mean, the baby is feeling hungry. What would the baby begin to do? Ah, just everywhere, everybody's running about. The baby does not care until you feed me. After you feed the baby, it's okay, it's looking at all of you. What else can I do? <laughs> say, ah, I'm weaving on myself. Ah! And everybody's running about. I say, you know, and <laughs> I remember, I remembered something. Should I say it? <laughs> you forgive me. <laughs> you know, so when we gave birth to our first son, <laughs> Joshua, I remember. <laughs> so, I mean, the first day he came home, you know, you know, at the hospital, they'll be giving them, I think, a formula or something. So when they get home, then they are now supposed to start eating, being breastfed and eating and all of that. And then I remember, I think I went out and I came back. And I entered into the room, and I met my wife. She was crying. I said, ah, what happened? <laughs> and you know what she said? He's not eating. He's not eating. 
I didn't understand. I said, who is not eating? <laughs> she said, Joshua. I said, that's what he was not eating. I said, ah, okay. I said, ah, I've entered today. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> you know? <laughs> but somehow we started to eat. <laughs> we give God praise. <laughs> but you know, that's a baby for you. At some time, you think that it is food. You bring food, something else. Sometimes, I mean, they are just hot. And they won't tell you. What you are seeing is reactions, isn't it? I mean, those that are mothers or fathers, yeah, sometimes they say, hmm, hmm. <laughs> yeah. Baby, a babe in Christ. So, this baby is ruled by how they feel part time. If they are hungry about something, everybody will know. And they expect you to understand. So what would a carnal Christian do? Say, I mean, I get angry. When I get angry like this, I scatter everywhere. And they are saying it with pride. <laughs> Carnality. He says, ye are, for ye are yet carnal, fleshly, body ruled, ruled by your feelings and senses. You are angry about something. You want everybody to be angry about it. You know, some, and sometimes people are angry about something. They come to church. And the pastor says, all of you, give God praise. Hey. You know, they, well, what's the problem? Why are you? Why are you? you look at it. <laughs> look at it. Say, ah, just give God praise. <laughs> you, because you just be that, eh, well, what, what's making you happy? Carnality. Strife. Envying. You know, and you know the interesting thing? You can be a prayer warrior and still be carnal. You can be climbing mountains and still be carnal. You can be a worker in church and still be behaving. Your behavior, so if they look at you and they look at a natural man, they cannot really tell the difference. Except they can see into your spirit, which a lot of times people cannot see. Right? <laughs> they know that, oh, this one is born again. This one is born. You can even be a pastor and still be carnal. Yeah. You can be displaying the gifts of the Spirit because you do not understand that when you see, God can use you. After all, I mean, last week, Pastor was preaching somewhere and I was privileged to be there. And he mentioned something. He said, see, the fact that somebody comes to you and says that, ah, and gives you a prophecy, and the prophecy sounds accurate, does not necessarily mean that the person is spiritually matured. You said, you know why? Because read the Bible. God spoke through the us of Balaam. And the us spoke. And the us was the us spiritually matured. But the us spoke. So you cannot use that to judge. Because you read... Corinthian church, they were very, even if you read, <laughs> these guys, they were talking about somebody who took his father's wife, was in this church. As he was prophesying, he prophesied his father's wife into his house. Canality. Divisions. Can you go to verse 4? Then Paul begins to speak, and he said, verse 4 please. For why one saith, I am of Paul, another I am of Apollos? Are you not carnal? I mean, are you listening to how Paul is describing this carnality?
So the carnal Christian is born again, oh, spirit-filled. And of course, these things vary. There are some people that have allowed God to work on them, small. Some, they still have a lot of work to do. You know, someone told me something um, um, many years ago. I've never forgotten it. You know, if you read when Samuel met Saul, King Saul, you know what Samuel told Saul? He said, come to my house, come. He says, let me tell you what is in your heart. But read every time Saul and Samuel had an encounter. Saul never gave Samuel the opportunity for him to tell him what was in his heart until the thing started to manifest and we saw it. Saul would rather please the people than please God. And he would explain it. Who would explain it? Saul never got to hear from Samuel what was, maybe that was what would have saved him. You know, at that time, there were no Bibles they could read. So they would listen to the prophets. Maybe that was what would have saved Saul. Saul never gave Samuel the opportunity. Until he started to manifest, and that was what destroyed him. So there's the carnal man, but there is the spiritual man, thank God. Who is the spiritual man? He's just the opposite of what you just read. The spiritual man is a person who has allowed the word of God to rule the way they live. Another way to say it is to say that the spiritual man is a man who is walking in the spirit. People think that spirituality is about, you know, that's spirituality. (laughs) Very far from it. Spirituality is not about acrobatics. It's about depth in God. And there are signs of maturity. There are signs. If I ask you today, I mean, you go out, you preach to somebody, a natural man, the person gives his or her life to Christ. If I ask you, how, if I ask you, disciple this person so that this person become matured, what are you going to do? What are the things you are going to be looking out for? What are the things you are going to be, you know, ensuring that you teach the person? Do you know? Or we'll just be gambling. We'll just, you know, you say, oh yeah, be reading the Bible. Do you know (laughs) that you can be reading the Bible and not be growing? You didn't hear me. So it is not just enough to be reading the Bible or be praying. As a matter of fact, I know some people, and I heard this story. You know, this person was a pastor. And I say this because even a Christian can do it, right? A pastor, okay? Was a pastor supposed to be a Christian, right? And (laughs) if you enter his office, you see Bible, Bible, dicks. Um, division, separation Bible, depth Bible, everything is around. You know, you see cross and the sticker of all the churches he has gone to since the year he has been going to that church. 2022, year of 20, year of and so these people entered into his church, his office rather. He said, okay, well, we are going to do business with a man of God. Bless God. The man said, um, before I do business, we pray. Ah, Alright, sir, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bless you for this business we're about to do. Amen, amen, amen. Fine, pray. 
So, we change the figure. Uh-huh. It, it was a shock. <laughs> they changed the figure. The person was looking around. <laughs> Am I in the shrine? <laughs> you know? Say, so we change the figure. I said, oh, no, you're looking at it. Say, God understands humanity. We are all men. We are all men. And you prayed. <laughs> he prayed. And the person was telling me, because the person was telling me, said, ah, he says, church people, I fear all of you. Because this person was not born again. He said, all of you, I fear you people. That's because I entered and told me the experience. I said, we are not all the same. All right? We are not all the same. While a natural man needs salvation, the carnal man needs to renew his or her mind with the word of God. Needs to receive God's word and allow God's work do a work in them. Praise God. Hebrews chapter 5. I want to show you something from there. From verse 11. You begin to read something very interesting. Hebrews chapter 5. Hebrews chapter... Okay, thank you. Now, whoever wrote the book of Hebrews <laughs> started to say, he says, of whom we have many things to say, had to be uttered, seeing ye are dull of hearing. Verse 12. It says, for when the time... When, for... For when for the time ye ought to be teachers, ye have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God. So there are things that are the first principles. It says, and I become such as need of milk. So it's not that no milk or this other pig milk he's talking about here. He's talking about the milk of the world. It says, and not of strong meat. Verse 13. He says, for everyone that, is, that uses milk is unskillful in the word of righteousness. I don't know if you're reading this. He says, for he's a babe. He's a child. Remember, governed by their feelings, what they can see, what they can hear. You see, to, the, to this person can be in church and they will sing that um, Sister Adai song. Um, there is nothing. <laughs> nothing. Hey, nothing you cannot do. Mm-hmm. Nothing you cannot change. And this person is singing it. He sang it in church. And the person is on their way home. They're singing, there is no nothing, hey, hey, nothing you cannot, hey, nothing, a message enters, a message full, hey, nothing you cannot change, you know, see, ah, it's from the office, nothing you cannot turn around, I say, ah, they just sent this message, they said, there are 10 people that they want to sack in the office, my name is number two, say, nothing you cannot change, Say, hey, why is my own like this now? Say, ah! Oh, God. Ah! Say, ah, good afternoon, sir. Let me know. What's, what's good about the evening? Can you see it? But you were just singing, nothing you cannot change. Just now, 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 now. Now, now, now. <laughs> says, for this person is unskillful in the word of righteousness. Verse 14. He says, for strong mates belonging to them who are full of age. You see, maturity in the realm of the spirit is not a function of how long you've been a Christian. You can be a Christian for 20 years and you are still a babe. Stunted growth. You know, you know, stunted growth. So, can be a, yeah, you, 20 years. They have been around. Say, uh, I know now. So, you can tell them. I was like, they had that hymn. Uh-uh. They sang that hymn in 1952. My father used to sing it. But this guy is a babe. It's not about longevity. No, no, no. It's not about that. 
Somebody can give their lives to Christ today. And in the next one month, the person is more matured than the person that gave his life 20 years ago. I'm telling you. And it's not by being around the church. The same way an unbeliever can be around the church. And if the person is not saved, the person is not saved. The same way a dog around your house, say I've been playing around the house, does not make the dog your child. He says, but strong me belong to them who are full of age. Who by reason of use, somebody say use. Somebody say use. Use, have their, oh. Somebody says, so, sorry. If you went to a good school, like I did, I believe you did. All right. Did they ever teach you something called the five senses? What are the five senses? Huh? We know those that went to, some of you are, we know those that went to good school. So what are the five senses? Sight, hearing, taste, eh? feeling, and thought, smell, smell, anyone, smell, okay, good, five senses. The same way you have natural senses, you have spiritual senses. What this verse is saying, he says, see, look at it. Even those who by reason of use have their senses. He's not talking about the natural five senses. No, 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 no. He's talking about their spiritual senses. Exercise to discern both good and evil. So they've, they've, they've trained themselves with the word of God to know... <laughs> What to smell? Ah, you are not hearing me. You see, when they hear a news from the outside that is diametrically opposed to what the word of God says, they've trained themselves to respond to what the word is saying rather than that other news. They've trained themselves that, I mean, if they are seeing something that does not look like what the word said they should be seeing. They've trained themselves to see this instead of what they are seeing on the outside. Having their senses exercised. Spiritual maturity to discern both good and evil. Now, the next verse just goes into chapter 6, six and begins to tell us about the elementary things of Christ. I mean, I, I'm describing that. And let, let's not focus on that. But you see, there are, as I begin to round up, there are three key things that show spiritual maturity. The first, which pastor has always spoken about, is the demonstration of the love of God. Demonstration of love of God towards God himself and towards men. Demonstration of love. So if you read Galatians chapter 5, a very, very interesting verse of the Bible. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Now the Bible begins to tell us, talking about the fruit of the Spirit. Now we're all English students here. So I, I want us to read this um, with our English caps on. It says, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy. Does this negate a rule in English? I thought the Bible should have said the fruits of the spirits are love, joy, peace. Ah. It says the fruits 
of the spirit. Now, if you read, study that word spirit, it's talking about not the Holy Spirit, but the recreated human spirit. So it's something the Holy Spirit produces in you. Is love. Number one, love. That means this, you want to talk about demonstrating the character of God's spirit. It starts with love. You're looking for maturity. The first thing to look at is the love life of that person. And I'm not talking about love between two brothers, a brother and a sister. You know, that's what I'm talking about. Love for God, love for God's people. So it baffles me and it, it just borders on carnality when someone prays, prays, and you find that. Some people pray, pray. They are the most wicked people to relate with. Wicked. You say, this one is wickedness. They'll tell you I'm being strict. He's not strictness, it's wickedness. Let's call it a spade, a spade. And, you know, <laughs> so, you know, love. You know, the Bible talking about Jesus says Jesus was touched by the feelings of our infirmities. That is the, so, you see, you must be touched by the feelings of other people's infirmities. Things happen to people, some people, it doesn't bother them. As long as it doesn't happen to them, me, myself, and I, satanic trinity, as long as I'm fine, you people are your own. Love. Thinking about other people. Not seeing everything through your eyes alone. You know, there are some people. Eh, I am not happy. I, I, I mean, I don't have the time. But you read about the devil. You know, is it Isaiah 14? Or chapter 14? Yeah. You read, he was talking about, I will ascend. I, I. You see, I is diametrically opposed to the cross. Pastor has always said that to us. Diametrically opposed to the cross. He says, no, you can go back to that verse. He says, love, joy, joy. So, it, the, so you see, you can not be happy about the news, but it does not affect your joy. You don't have to pass the pain. <laughs> you, do, do you understand what I mean? You see, there is something. You have an assurance in your heart. I remember I was, telling, um, I was telling a brother some weeks ago, you know, that, oh, no. So, I mean, he said, I sent you a message. You didn't respond. I said, oh, really? Ah, oh, man. I said, I'm so sorry. I said, I, may, I missed a lot, lots of messages. When was that? He said, ah, oh, that was early February. I said, oh, yeah, yeah. And as we had our conversation, I said, oh, I remember. Why? I said, because during Messi conference, yeah. So, early this year, January 8th, my mom went to be with the Lord. And I watched everything happen. But after all of that, I mean, Pastor, were you there, sir? Yes, Pastor Bele, Pastor Abby, God bless my mom. Wonderful. She went, moved the body to the morgue and everything. I remember that at that time we were having 40 days of prayer. And we came for 40 days of prayer. And we prayed. And we went home. Because when I got home, I looked at my father. I said, Daddy, I'm going for 40 days of prayer. He said, ah, yes. Why? I said, that's what mommy would have wanted. I mean, so when I sit at home, I'm like, hey, hey, would you bring her back? No. And besides, she's gone to a better place. If I preach that and I believe it. So why are we, well, it's painful. We'll miss her. We won't see her for a while. But we went to church. She came for 40 days of prayer. After 40 days, went. And so during the conference, they fixed the barrier for that time. In the morning, myself, my wife, and some of the pastors here, we all went. They buried. And we came back to church for a messy conference. Hey, God bless. Hey, you wouldn't know. But I said, ah, 
All of that was happening to you. I said, why? Joy. It's, it's, it's joy. Long suffering. Peace. You know, some people are not peaceful. Okay. <laughs> and you know, peace is not quietness. There are some people that are quiet. <laughs> you will peace. Long suffering, patience, gentleness, goodness, faith. I don't have the time to go through this. It says meekness, humility. And humility is not saying I'm humble. It's, no, it's no, 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 no. Let other people say. <laughs> More important, let God say it. You know, you, you would have never thought Moses was humble. But you know what God said about Moses? He said he's the meekest man in the. Can you imagine? When you look at Moses and say, ah, this one. But God said, ah, this guy. You know why? Because humility, true humility is accepting your humanity before God and understanding that your sufficiency is of him. Then, he says, temperance. Then he says, self-control. Ah, self-control. That one. Ah. If I ask you today, why do you want to succeed in your career or your business? You want to succeed? Okay. Why? Okay, you're laughing. <laughs> Do you, you, know, and you know a lot of people are not sure why they want to succeed in their career business. <laughs> a lot of people want to succeed simply because simply because they want to make money. They want to live life well. They don't like to suffer. And it's okay. It's, God is not averse to that. But you see, again, remember that he says the fruit of the Spirit is love. Then begins to list all these other things. Meaning that all of these things are expressions of love. So how would self-control be an expression of love? It means the reason why you are doing the things you are doing is because you love God and his kingdom. Now, I want to succeed in my career, in my business. I want to succeed, yes. But you see, I am doing it from a position. And because success has a discipline, a part of it that involves a lot of discipline. Where you might work late night, you would sit down, you would read, you would study, you would do. Somebody was asking me, and I say this all to the glory of God, honestly, to the glory of God. And it's not a measure of success. I believe you know, Right? Somebody was asking me, said, ah, I went and looked at your profile. You have four master's degrees. Ah, so you are doing the fourth one. Why? No, you don't need four master's degrees to succeed. I'm, I'm, and I'm serious. Said, because it's on the path of my own destiny, right? And I was looking at him. I said, why are you still studying, doing all of these things? I said, you have no idea. You, see, you don't know me until you've known the thoughts that are here. What's in my mind about how every day I sit down, and I mean, my wife knows, I sit down and I'm thinking about how do we take over this world for Jesus? All these things they have. So I, I think very big. My thoughts are very, and you know why? Because my motivation is we have to do this for the kingdom. We have to represent, we are ambassadors for Christ. And we have to show people we are real ambassadors, not just in words, but real ambassadors. So you must get into places of influence where you can influence things for the kingdom and do things for the kingdom. 
You have no idea how many people I have led to Christ. They came to me. There are some I go to. There are some, a lot of them, they come. And they are saying, you see, I look at your life and I'm seeing the results. How do I because I say, ah, it's Jesus. Come sit down, let me tell you about this Jesus. And after I talk to you about Jesus, you say, wow. You say, do you want this step of success? Yes. Let's pray. It's that simple. Say, really? Say yes. So this is what you do. And after you do that, okay, so I put you on a program. <laughs> you begin to grow. You won't be a babe that will be troubling the church. You grow, <laughs> you know. And when they see results, they call. I'm seeing this. I'm so glad to God for meeting you. And I say, Lord, to you be all the glory. That is what we are supposed to be doing. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. The truth is that our maturity pays the kingdom of God. This season of fasting and prayer, make sure you invest it in growing. Don't just go through this one month. No, 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 no. Grow. You know, you know when you grow, you will know you've grown. There are certain things that happen. You say, ah, I'd have reacted differently. Because now you are, you are walking, demonstrating the character of God's spirit, which is love, right? And all of his ramifications. Number two, which I don't have time, but you have a different understanding. You are thinking differently. You are thinking very differently from other people. While other people are depending on their own energy and strength. You read, but you are depending on the grace of God. Because you know that when God helps a man, <laughs> the man is light years above, beyond those that God is not helping. God can give you in one microsecond what another person will labor for for years and years. I've seen it happen in my life. Pastor, Pastor Abi, there are examples of what I just said. Amen. And then the third is different encounters with God. Pastor has spoken about it a lot. I mean, go listen to his message on encounters. Very powerful message. Make up your mind to grow. That's what I'm saying. Make up your mind to grow. Don't just read the word. You, as you study the word, apply the word to your life and deliberately grow. Because growth is not accidental. Every true growth is intentional and deliberate. Can you rise up on your feet this evening? Hallelujah. Maximize the season. Maximize the season. If you've grown to a level, there is more in God. Yeah, there is more in God. There is more in God. Someone said, and I believe, he says the largest room in the world is the room of improvement. I agree. Because there is more in God. More in God. More in God. As you press deeper into God, you discover that you can keep going. <laughs> there is more in God. Because God is passionate about using us for his glory. Hallelujah. I want us to be telling ourselves, oh, I'm going to grow in God. I'm going to grow in God. I'm going to become deeper in God. And if, if you don't have a relationship with Christ, well, this is a good night, very good evening, to accept him as your Lord and personal Savior. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion, 
it is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ, just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today, I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. Stay blessed.